Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, January 29th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York Tri-State area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And I'm Liam Dahlborn. And here are today's headlines. Tax filing season officially starts today. That's right, Liam. The IRS is rolling out its new free electronic tax filing system in 12 states, including New York. It's called Direct File and will only accept federal tax returns. It's open to everyone, regardless of income. For information, head to irs.gov. New York's junior senator wants to change federal laws targeting marijuana. Senator Gillibrand is sending a letter to the Department of Justice and the Drug Enforcement Administration about changing how weed is categorized. She wants the Biden administration to deschedule cannabis. That means it drops weed from its current Schedule 1 category, which puts it with drugs like heroin and reclassifies it as a Schedule 3 drug on the same level as alcohol. The decision to deschedule or reschedule will ultimately be up to the Drug Enforcement Administration. Taxi drivers in New York City are demanding not to pay congestion pricing, which is set to start this spring. It would charge most drivers $15 during peak hours to travel south of 60th Street in Manhattan. That means taxi drivers will have to pass a $1.50 surcharge on the riders. During today's rally at City Hall, drivers say that it'll put an even bigger financial strain on an already struggling industry, in addition to making it harder for them to survive. The Biden campaign wants Swifties to come out and vote in November. Back in 2020, she endorsed President Biden. And according to the New York Times, his team is hoping she can do it again for the upcoming election. Back in 2023, a single Instagram post of hers led to 35,000 new voter registrations. Yeah, that shows her massive influence on young people. One idea being tossed around by staffers is for Biden to stop by one of her concerts. The international leg of the Eras Tour kicks off February 7th. Biden wants to generate more enthusiasm among young voters for his re-election campaign. A new art installation is brightening up the old Penn Station. The untitled Collective Light Transfer is inspired by indigenous and African patterns. And it features a series of shapes and vibrant colors that light up the usually gloomy rail space. The artwork covers several pillars in a large wall, features triangular-shaped patterns in vibrant hues surrounded by stripes of black and gray. The pieces are by New York artist Rico Gatson. They're located in the upper level of the main rotunda between the 8th Avenue Amtrak Departure Concourse and 7th Avenue New Jersey Transit Concourse. They'll be on display for the next six months. Graffiti and street art are a big part of what makes walking around New York so unique. But this art form does a lot more than just look pretty. WFUV's Isabel Danzis has more on the importance of street art in the New York community. It's hard to walk anywhere in New York City and not see graffiti. Colorful walls and paintings are ingrained in the city's culture, and for good reason. Patrick Verrill is the author of Graffiti Murals, exploring the impacts of street art. He says graffiti art shows that people appreciate a space enough to beautify it. This is obviously something, you know, that, that shows that there's people care about this place. And that has a kind of... Um, a subtle effect, I think, on uh, the quality of life. 
And Verrill isn't alone in his beliefs about graffiti. One Cot is a born and raised Bronx graffiti artist. He started his nonprofit, Boone Avenue Walls, in 2014. Every year, Wen and his team welcome graffiti artists from around the world to the Bronx to paint and clean up the area. He says the organization started when he painted in the area and noticed kids walking to school. I would see them precariously walking through piles of dog poop, drug needles. There was a bit of intermittent solicitation of drugs and prostitution and homelessness. Our people are walking through this quagmire and despair and utter disrepair and disregard. So, when took action? Something in me said, you know what? I'm going to clean this neighborhood up next year. And a bunch of friends got together and we swept and we picked up everything in that one block. And it just felt good. And we painted in a cleaner neighborhood. And then, you know, people were starting to thank us. And then we did it the following year and we started organizing. But when says the neighborhood's graffiti art goes deeper. He says it draws more people to the area and boosts the morale of those living there. Both neighborhoods look better. Both neighborhoods host art walks where you can just casually just walk up and down the neighborhoods. I've uh, conducted several workshops with the three schools that are located in the, na- in the neighborhood. To one in Verrill, street art demonstrates appreciation for the area. And to Verrill, graffiti can even show off the spirit of community. if you really stop and take a look at it and you do the math and you think about how all that went into it, you realize there was a lot of cooperation going on, a lot of collaboration, um, a lot of negotiation, right? And these are the things that are vital to a functioning society. But graffiti hasn't always been accepted. When Wen started graffiti, the art form was dangerous and illegal. It was very territorial. Uh, I could not just go into any neighborhood and write my name. You know, it was like gang infused. So I need, if I wasn't from that neighborhood, it's like, hey, what are you doing here? And I would get chased. You can get bottles thrown at you or even beat up. But in recent years, graffiti art has become more mainstream. And Verrill and Wen say this change can at least be partially attributed to the institutional embrace of the art uh, form. A lot of artists um, that got their start on the street make their way to becoming wildly successful. But the graffiti world, I would say, really laid the foundation for what's going on in the art world today. The Banksies of the world today who are world famous, the Banksies, you know, the million dollar art paintings is a derivative, a direct derivative of the graffiti culture. Graffiti provides a lot to communities, both as a place for artists to express themselves or as a tool for community empowerment. I'm Isabel Dancis, WFUV News. That was Isabel Danzis on the role of graffiti plays in New York City culture. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for the latest news, exclusive interviews, and feature stories from FUV. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And I'm Liam Dahlborn. And that's What's What.